Today's program is brought to you by Austin East Ciders. For more information, visit their website at austineastciders.com. I'm Greg Blaze, host of Cutting the Curd. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit heritageradionetwork.org for thousands more. We're not going to start our show in the regular way. We're going to go straight into some housekeeping and talk about some events, and then we'll get right into our show. Very excited about today's show. This is episode 179 of Foment About It. Um, coming up in New York City, this Thursday, me and Kelly Taylor are hosting a trolley tour of new breweries in New York City. You can go to NYC raft beer guide <laughs> ny craft ny craft beer guide.com uh to check out new kids on the block beer tour with kuzmi and kelly we're hopping around to different breweries uh, starting at folks beer a trolley old school new york trolley that has been uh, converted into uh, a, a sort of bus a bus yeah a trolley bus uh, is going to take us from folks beer to strong rope brewing company and then Kings County Brewers Collective and concluding at Interborough Spirits and Ales, where we'll uh, taste and delight in all of their wares. Um, aside from that, on this Saturday, we have Beer for Beasts. If you go to beerforbeasts.com, uh, Six Point is their fifth annual, I believe, where they have done collaborations with different breweries. Uh, I am among them, uh, representing Fifth Hammer Brewing Company. Uh, and we brewed a honey porter, uh, pumpkin honey porter. We're really, really excited to do it. They do a really, really great event every year. It's really fun. Bunch of one-offs uh, to benefit uh, the Humane Society of New York City for battered, battered animals. Um, and it's really awesome. And I got a really great shirt for it, which is uh, in totally poor taste, but it's gonna be fun. <laughs> we can. Uh, there's uh, two sessions for that. So if you can't That's make right. the first one, you can always go to the second one or That's vice versa. Right. So uh, yeah, there's no excuse. So you should go. I will be at the second session. I will be. Uh, uh, doing other things during the day. Yeah. Any other announcements? <laughs> well, sorry. Uh, speaking of during the day, it just dawned on me that actually there is, uh, the Bruminaries are throwing verses. Uh, if you go to Bruminaries.com, you can find um, what they're doing. They are doing an, an event at the well uh, in the afternoon. In What's that? In Williamsburg. In Williamsburg. Uh, East Williamsburg, Bushwick. It's just Whatever. a questionable area. There, you know. Somewhere in Brooklyn. <laughs> uh, anyway, that's that's gonna be a really great event. The Bruminaries are freaking awesome. Uh, you can do both of those, uh, like I said. Uh, and then, um, actually, Sandor Katz is in town. That's right. Uh, the one and only. The one and only. The uh, Scoby Godmother. Yeah, well, he's he's the guy. He's the guy. So uh, Just Food. He's getting together with JustFood.org. You can go to JustFood.org. Go to their events page. Um, Wednesday, October nineteenth, six thirty to nine p.m. A demonstration workshop at the Teachers College. At Columbia University. Uh, it's going to be a special evening with fermentation revivalist and author Sandor Eli or Sandor Elix Katz to celebrate the release of his revised and updated edition of Wild Fermentation: The Flavor, Nutrition, and Craft of Live Culture Foods. He's going to sign copies of the revised up, uh, updated edition, um, and he's also going to give a little demonstration and there are going to be other fermented foods from local purveyors there uh it's sandor cats man and uh don't yeah, miss your chance miss to if you are in your if you are a listener in new york city listening to this in real time or within 
uh, any sort of time frame that allows you to get to this event on the 19th, do it. Go to justfood.org. Uh, check it out. Uh, Just Food is an incredible uh, nonprofit organization to develop a just and sustainable food system in New York City. Uh, I, I love the work that they do. Uh, and to that regard, November 1st, I'll be playing saxophone for their annual Let Us Eat local event, but more on that later. Is that spelled lettuce? Like L-U- It should be, but it's not. Let us. Yeah. It's a bad pun. And my kombucha workshop from last month was postponed, so it's now on October 26th, which is also a Wednesday at 7 p.m. Same place as before, the Moisha House of Park Slope, which is on, I believe, I believe it's on Bergen between 4th and 5th. I will once again get the address exactly as we get closer to that event. And uh, I will be giving out SCOBY um, for anybody who wants to start a kombucha culture of, the, of their own. And uh, so uh, supplies are limited, but at the same time, I will probably have some more if you missed it. Dig it. Enough. Uh, this is a very deep episode to me. Um, I've had a long uh, time as a fan of Zimbabwean culture and Zimbabwean music. Our theme song um, uses the Inbera Devadzimu. Without further ado, let's get into this show. Play it, Pierre! Good evening and welcome to Fun Man About It on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. I'm Chris Kuzmi. And I'm Rachel Jacobs. And we are co-hosts uh, along with Mary Isette who is sick today on a journey through all things fermented right here on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. And also archived on uh, iTunes, Stitcher, and right here on HeritageRadioNetwork.com. That's right. Um, today's a very special show. We're really, really excited about it uh, because it is uh, both about fermentation and also how we have our theme song. Uh, which uses a very special instrument uh, called the Imbira de Vazimu. Uh, and we have, I first purchased an Imbira de Vazimu in 2003-ish. Uh, I, became, I fell in love with the music introduced to me by my friend Jeremy Carlstedt, who had, had heard about the Imbira through his instructor Steve Neal uh, and got immersed in the, in the music. And we found out there was a local store in town that had a lot of Imbiras and focused on world music. And that was run by our friend Nora Bellman. Nora, you wrote this today. How are you? I didn't know that story. That is, yeah. (laughs) It's awesome. That's ultimately how we are here together today. Uh, So tell us about your store uh, that that is no longer no longer exists. But you opened in 1998, 99. It sort of started, I think, around 97. But it was a big, beautiful mistake. I wasn't (laughs) trying to open a store. I was traveling back and forth between Zimbabwe and New York. I was going to Zimbabwe to study in Bira, and I was bringing back beautiful things and selling them. That would, Every time I would do that, it would fund me to go back to Zimbabwe. And on one of the trips, there was a guy who had that store space. It was empty. And he said, well, why don't you put all your stuff in this store? Because he was sleeping in the back. Of the store? Uh, yeah. He, he actually owned a store down the street. And he was using that store to sleep in. And he goes, why don't you just put all your stuff in the store and we can sell it. And he goes, you don't even have to be there. You know, I think he just didn't want to get kicked out because he was sleeping in the back. (laughs) And I had all this stuff. It was like in my apartment in my mother's house. So I said, okay. So I put all the stuff in the store and he was selling it like on consignment. And then he had this idea. He said, we should, you know, sell like world music instruments. And I was like, okay, but I don't want to be any part of it because I just wanted to keep going to Zimbabwe. (laughs) And so I just kept selling things out of that store and it sort of started turning into an instrument store. And he had these young 
didgeridoo pothead kids. Can I say that? Sure, yeah. Okay, so these two young kids who played didgeridoo and smoked weed all day long, he had them running the store. And then, I don't know, somehow after a few years of that, I ended up loving it, and I just took over. And there was like all these people involved, like four or five people, and I just bought them out and turned it into this really cool store that sold instruments from all over the world, and it was really pretty. And you know, most... Were you over there? No. No, you're too young. <laughs> most... Mu I'd say all music stores are run by men. And they're not pretty. There's just mm -hmm. a bunch of instruments. But my store was pretty. It was gorgeous. Lots it was really pretty. It was like the outside was painted like an endebelly house and all these brilliant colors. And inside it was painted aboriginal designs. And there were wind chimes from all over the world hanging from the ceiling and the drum shelves had pink fur and <laughs> then there was blue and purple fur on other walls and there was yeah it was really pretty and it smelled good with incense and everything and I'm, I'm getting off on a tangent <laughs> so where was the store sixth street between first and second indian row yeah so and i had this amazing collection of cds from all over the world and then we started teaching classes of all the instruments we had in there so it became like this really cool world music center and right. yeah and that's that's how we got the theme song of this show is because i went to a workshop uh and met uh, uh maurizio caparelli uh oh. taught me mbira uh and then uh, he introduced us to chris berry and we started a band together uh, called Pangea, although we didn't start the band because another friend here was in the beginning of the band. Uh, yeah. Musikua, <laughs> how are you? I'm doing good. <laughs> I'm doing good, thank you. Musikua uh, Chingoza we have in, in the room, and you were one of the original members of Pangea yes. uh, when Chris started this yes. in Zimbabwe. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go backwards just a little bit more. How did Norm, How did your trips to Zimbabwe start, and where's the... Where did... So, well, this is cooler than I thought. I didn't realize there's a connection with you guys. Okay, yeah. so... How did I, well, I went to Zimbabwe because I had been playing in a 10-piece African dance band in California called Mapenzi, and Mapenzi was based, really based on Mbira music. I was playing marimba, so after like, you know, a few years of that and a few years of starting my own band, I just decided to go to Zimbabwe and learn the source of the music, which was Mbira. So, Musakiwa, did I meet you in Zimbabwe? Yes, I met you in Zimbabwe at Chigambas. At Chigambas? Yes. Okay. When I came with Donald. I don't... Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, so I was studying with Chigambas in Zimbabwe. I was there every day. And yeah, Musakiwa, that's where we met. Yeah. And then I started taking lessons with Musakiwa, too. I would sneak out of the Chigambas house and go take lessons <laughs> with Musakiwa so that they wouldn't be jealous. Uh-huh. Yeah, because they were my teachers, but... Yeah, yeah, so that's where we met. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and so I, the first time I went to Zimbabwe, I was planning to go for six weeks, but I stayed for ten months. Did you know that? Yep, yes, yeah. I know that. My, my, I had my return ticket was for six weeks, but I just decided, well, six weeks, ten months. Same thing. Yeah. Uh -huh. And so you, came, you started the import-export business started the store, started doing these workshops, and, and they, were, they were wonderful, they were fantastic, they were really inspiring. Uh, as, a, as a music student, I always wanted to, to change my major to world music, and never did, but uh, <laughs> I loved going to your store for, for that. And uh, Musakiwa Chingoza. Yes. Yeah, I'm so excited you're here. Um, <laughs> who are you? 
Tell us a little bit about your background <laughs> with uh, Indira, uh, how you got started. And... Yeah, you know, like, <clears throat> my name is Mr. Kwasa and I was born into a family of great, great Indira players. And I am I'm a fifth generation uh, in my family playing, you know, like, uh, this uh, instrument called Indira. And, uh, and uh, I met Chris Berry in, uh, I would say, like, I met Chris Berry in, in, uh, in, in, 1990, in 1990, and uh, when I met Chris Berry in 1990, uh, in, in 1990, you know, like we became friends, you know, like because uh, mm -hmm. where I was staying, that's where Chris Berry's sister, you know, like uh, we're staying, and uh, uh, yeah, that's I would say that's how you know, like I met Chris. But coming back to you know, like uh, you know, like uh, how did I started playing billiards? You know, like I started playing billiards by. By listening, because you know, like I was born, I would say it's in my bones. You know, the, the beer music they are in my bones because you know, like it's my family. It's my family. Mm -hmm. It's my family thing. And uh, so, uh, I started when I was five years old, and until today, you know, like I'm still playing. This is my forty-first year. You know, like uh, 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 playing. You know, like uh, playing beers and uh, yeah. What is an Mbira? So, you know, uh, can we describe it for our yeah, listeners over the, over the... Yeah, actually, Mbira is a wooden instrument with metal keys. You know, it's, you know, like, they lay out of the keys. It has, uh, on the left, you know, like, it has, like, two rows, you know, like, the, uh, uh, the bottom row and the top row, but, uh, but I call the bottom row fathers, and I call the top, the top row left mothers, and it has, it has, like, the children's on your right, you know, like, uh, so, uh, uh, it can be played with uh, one person solo, and you can play. Two people can play. and Also, you can. Fifteen people can play. I can play one piece. It's a rich. It's a. It's a rich instrument. I would say. And you said kuchaura and kutsingera. These are the two different accompanying parts. The yes. basics to, yes. to to the to the typical yes. uh, ensemble. And yes. Typical ensemble would be yes. kutsingera, kutsingera. I mean. Uh, Kutsinira. Kutsinira. Yeah. Uh, along with Hosho. Along with Hosho. And, and uh, what is a Hosho? Hosho is, uh, is uh, uh, like shakers, you know, like, uh, uh, like a maraca. It's gourd shakers. Gourd shakers. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so uh, coming over here to the USA, I was brought here by Kutsinira Cultural Arts Center, which is based in Eugene, Oregon. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And this is my 13th time to come and uh, teach, you know, like uh, Zimbabwean. Uh, as Zimbabwean uh, um, music and uh, culture, I would say. So let's talk about the culture. So the Mbira, they believe you can talk to your ancestors through the Mbira. Mbira, it has the power to open the uh, the doors to the world. Uh, I mean, to the uh, to the uh, to the spirits. Mm -hmm. It has it has the power to open the doors to the uh, ancestral spirits who come and. Possessing you know, like the humans, you know, like they have like they speak through a uh, human's body. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and there are certain, but only through certain spirits. There, are, there are certain uh, Mbira players can can channel these spirits. Is that correct? Yes. There, people are chosen to play uh, ceremonies. There's a ceremony called a bira. What is a bira? Yeah, bira, bira. It's a uh, a bira. It's a set. Uh, it's be, uh, like when I want to uh, describe Bira, Bira, it's a, uh, you know, like uh, for instance, I can say, you know, like uh, we have, you know, like uh, we have, we have like good harvest, you know, like, uh, yeah, you know, like uh, in our family, 
you know, like uh, everyone is doing good. You know, like uh, we all come to uh, we come together. You know, like we we you know, like the elders. You know, like they uh, they tell the ancestors and when they tell the ancestors, and then you know, like uh, they take like uh, they like uh, uh, and they bring everyone together and you know, like talk about you know, like what they want to do. Mm-hmm. And there's always elders like who like uh, know like how to how to you know, like to uh, to brew like the uh, the how to brew you know, like the after they tell their ancestors the the reason for the ceremony. Right. They tell their ceremony uh, their ancestors. We tell our ancestors the reason for the ceremony. And the ceremony can sometimes last a couple of days, and it's uh, you you play a lot of music, a lot of dancing, yes, clapping ceremony. Yes, even a month, you know, like a month, a month, a month yeah. because people they come from different parts of the country, uh, different parts of the country, different parts of the world. They come, they, they come there, you know, like uh, for, you know, like uh, for, uh, yeah, you know, like uh, so we have a ceremonies which goes for uh, for just for one one night. You, uh, we have those ceremonies. But we also have big ceremonies which goes for like month. Yeah. Yeah. People they come for like camping, you know, like they've got their uh, they've got their small houses there, you know, like where they keep their uh, their stuff there. They go where they go. But when <laughs> it is time for the ceremony, they don't like carry stuff, they just walk out the house because they know that we uh, we've got our uh, they've got their own houses where they keep their stuff there when they when they come for the big ceremonies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that brings us to, at these ceremonies, uh, beer is a part of that. Uh, people drink beer at the ceremonies and they make a seven-day beer. Some, sometimes it's a seven-day beer, sometimes it's a one-day beer. And the names being uh, Chibuku, Doro, Matanda, Muchaiwa, Yeah, you know, yeah, because I would say, talking of Shikokiana, it's just X in our in my culture, we don't like Skokiana just started like, like uh, I would say maybe uh, recently. Skokiana is not even allowed, you know, like to people they do it anyway, but it's, so it's, it's not allowed, it's not allowed. allowed to make it really. Yeah, yeah, it's not allowed because it's it doesn't have, you know, like the Skokiana, you know, like it's a one day beer which they put sugar and yeast, right? So it is not good for your body. Right. And we'll, uh, we'll supplement this with the recipe uh, later, but it basically uses millet, uh, corn cornstarch. For, for chikokiana. For chikokiana, and then sugar, yes. and also like half a cup of dry bread yeast. Like a yeah. lot of yeast. That's <laughs> all commercial yeast, yeah. specifically. Yeah, you know, like, uh, yeah, chikokiana is just, it's just, it kills, it kills, it kills, it kills. Really, really? I wouldn't have like talk about Ashkokena myself, right? Because <laughs> you know, like it's, it's you know like uh, when they see people brewing that, you know, like you, people will be arrested. Yeah, okay. Yeah, people yeah. they will be arrested because it's, it's not good for your body. You know, like uh, right. yeah, mm-hmm. right. but, yeah. Is it but, just too sugary? Is it too um, alcoholic? Say it again. It's, is it? To like sugary or alcoholic? Because when you mix sugar and yeast, you know, like, yeah. and you put more yeast, you know, like, yeah. it's not good for you. It's not. It's not good for you. It's just so you know, like, when you talk about traditional beer, mm-hmm. uh, traditional beer is different. Where uh, 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 where is you know, like, uh, traditional beer is different because uh, we have like we bring all the family together. They come and they come 
for the special reason. And uh, also, you know, like, uh, when you know, like, uh, yeah, you know, like, uh, I, I'm trying to say, uh, I just say the difference between the between like the Shikokiana and uh, Shikokiana and in uh, the seven days beer, right? Yeah, seven day beer being Chibuku. No, yeah. uh, Chibuku is a, uh, Chibuku is actually is a brewery. Chibuku is by a brewery, like commercial beer. Yeah, commercial okay. beer. Okay. Yes, uh, that's Chibuku, and I w- I wouldn't even uh, mention you know, like uh, 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 Chibuku and Chikokiana on the traditional. <laughs> okay, good to know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. we're just reading, reading about it. That's fine. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I mean, uh, from from what I know, you know, like uh, please, yeah. uh, you know, like. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so there's something special about it. You wouldn't like bring a gathering together just to have that yeah. terrible, no. terrible drink. Are you an East Sider? We live on the east side of town. Our shipping container studios are at Roberta's in Bushwick, across the East River, separating New York City and Brooklyn. In all my recent travels, it seems like the east side of town is the cool side of town in cities across the country. East Nashville is full of musicians and weird bars. The up-and-coming neighborhood around H Street in D.C., on the east side, is overflowing with exciting food and nightlife. The best hidden spots and funky artists in New Orleans are... In the Maronian Bywater, which, yup, is the east side of town. So, as east siders, we love drinks that represent our values. And nothing is more fitting than a cool, refreshing can of Austin east siders. That's east cider with a C. As the name implies, it is cider, and it's handmade on, you guessed it, the east side of Austin, Texas, using bittersweet and bittersharp cider apples. Cider apples are full of tannins, adding astringency and complexity of flavor to every sip. Austin East Ciders uses a mixture of European and Pacific Northwest apples to achieve ultimate flavor. Austin East Ciders is available in a few different variations, including original flavor, Texas honey, and two new additions, hopped and pineapple. Here at Heritage Radio, we love Austin East Ciders with some ribs, pulled pork, and even pizza, especially Roberta's Pizza. You can find out more at austineastsiders.com and remember to hashtag Eastsiders to show your Eastside pride. You can also find Austin Eastsiders on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. So what is the traditional beer? Can you tell us a bit about it? Yeah, a traditional beer, it's a beer with a special meaning. As I said before, you know, like, uh, for instance, you know, like, uh, we have a good harvest. We, you know, like, uh, everyone is uh, feeling good in the family. Everyone is happy. We all come together and say and thank our spirits. You know, like, we, uh, yeah, we all come together and, and, uh, and are planning to have a, a, a brew beer, I mean, to brew beer to thanking our spirits. Mm-hmm. But the elders are the ones, like, who do, uh, like, the... The, uh, to, to, to tell to tell the uh, uh, the spir- uh, to tell the spirits right yes right. Okay. Nora you were recently on a trip and you got to accompany somebody uh, making making a seven day beer what was that like well I didn't accompany somebody I was at, I was in Zimbabwe this summer for six weeks and the family I was staying with decided to have a beer ceremony I think it was more because I was there like. It right. was like a almost like a party. But it was <laughs> you, you know, you know, like uh, let me uh, 
it says something about because what how you're like when you come into our family you become you become really part of our family mm-hmm. you you become you're like we when you brew beer you're like we are thanking our spirits for taking care of you also mm-hmm. you come back and thank me your spirits also for being taken care of you mm-hmm. you're like that's why you say when, when you come you're like we uh, we uh, you're like we do like or, uh, or what we do because by coming into our family you're like you open your mind you you feel like this is your home so you know like we honoring our spirits that you know, like she's part of this and bless her mm-hmm. you know like uh, and you know, like uh, open her paths on what she want to do here mm-hmm. so that's important like to yeah. just you know it's not just like a seven days beer it's a seven days beer with a special meaning mm-hmm. yes mm-hmm. yeah yeah the so yeah right yeah. so the chikamba family they're like my family in Zimbabwe. And so I was staying with them and they had the ceremony. And so Irene said, do you want to brew the beer? She's the older sister in the family. And I was like, of course. I didn't know what I was getting into, but I was like, <laughs> of course I do. So we went to Mbadi, the market, and we bought, you have to correct me, Ripoko. Mm-hmm. And um, I guess the mealy meal, Kwanla, uh-huh. right? Uh-huh. And she told me that you have to be really careful because they rip you off and embody with the Rapoco. They mix it with things. You don't know if it's real. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I didn't know what I was doing. So we bought all this stuff and then we went home and then, you know, we were cooking it like this huge pot on the fire and stirring it like it's, a, um, like it's porridge. It looks like porridge. Yeah. And then, um, and then after we, do, we were doing that until like midnight. It was a lot of stirring. And then <laughs> we poured it into the big, what's it called? The big clay pot. Gate. Okay. Oh, big one. Clay pot? Yeah, I think so. And, and then you pour it in there. That's and then, gate. And then she said we had to wake up at 5 or 6 the next morning to see if it was bubbling. Right. Yeah. So we got up at 6. And um, I can't remember what we were supposed to do once it's bubbling. This was like seven days of this. Sure. The, I think it's once it's bubbling, you let it sit for three days. There's, I can't remember. And then you have to um, <coughs> stir it again, like put it in this huge pot and stir it again. And you keep adding the cornmeal and stirring. It's really hard work. Uh-huh. I'll tell you. She did most of the work, but they kept calling it my beer, but it really was Irene's. Uh-huh. But, I, I, but it was the love and the spirit for Yeah, but I was there the whole time and I, I did what I could and it was an amazing experience. Yeah. And but it actually took eight and a half days because... The night of the ceremony, it was okay, but it wasn't great. And then the next day, it was like the next morning, they said it was good. And then we went, then the, we, then the next day, which was like eight and a half days, it was really good. So what, uh-huh. was, what does it taste like yeah. uh, in, that, in that seventh day? Or what would you say? Do you drink was it, was it colorful? It was, it's not very clear, right? Is it uh, more like it's a porridge a looking... It's kind of gross looking. <laughs> <laughs> meaning, well, meaning like meaning bubbly mud. Like bubbly mud. It it's like, it's like... Y- yeah, you know, like uh, talking of you know, like uh, gross looking. All the things you know, like uh, all, you know, like when things that we all eat, ha- the way they prepare them, even here. Yeah. Even here, 
some of the things that we buy in the shops. Aggressive. Oh yeah. I mean, when you when you watch the way they prepared before they actually pack it, yeah. You say I don't I, I don't want to eat that, but you know, like, you know, like uh, that's how that that's how you know, like that, that's how that's the process. I would say that's yeah. the process. Yeah. I like it better than chibuku, the seven day. Right. But it seems like it tastes different because then I went to the next day we went to another ceremony in Chiweche. And that beer tasted different than the beer that we brewed. Well, does every right. family have a different way, a little different tinge of making it? Oh, you know, talking of experience, you know, like uh, there is people who have like experience on brewing it. There's a, there's people like who have like experience, like uh, who knows like how how to do it. Okay. People who come who all come together and share sharing the ideas, They're like. Oh, now we are at this stage. You know, like I don't want to do anything. You know, like I don't want to mess. I don't want mess around. I have to ask. You know, like everyone, because they know how they used like to brew it before. Yeah. Like the way we, the way we cook our staple food, Sadza. Uh, you know, like it's the same how everyone there begins lovely. That's how they cook it, but. Uh, they uh, uh, there are some also like who make like sadza with uh, with like those uh, we call those like uh, we call you know like we teasing when and say uh, uh, no uh, no uh, there are these like uh, these like pills you know like of course you know, like this, these bubbles which people can't like crash with the yeah. with the so they just leave them in the sadza so when you take the sadza when you are just going like this. You you see like there's like stones yeah and you're, you're like ah <laughs> this you know like this is uh that's mboza that's uh that uh mboza that's the weak weak sadza that that's the weak weak sadza okay. which looks like like when you look at it you you think like that's the real sadza but when you try pinching just a piece your all your fingers will dip in there because it's it's like a porridge yeah uh, yeah because yeah. the real sadza when you take like a pinch, when you go like this, there's not, there's nothing stick in your hand. Yeah. Not, nothing, nothing stick in your right. hand. You know. Well, I think a lot more people know how to make sadza than know how to brew beer, right? Oh, yeah. Because when oh, we yeah. were brewing the beer, a lot of the people in the family said they had never done it yeah, before. They've all it's a, it's drank a it at the ceremonies, but they all said that they had never done it. Just yeah. Irene was the only one like, who had ever done it. Yeah, you know, like myself, I said, you know, like I wanna, you know, like I wanna, I wanna like go into, you know, like uh, do research on how to make like uh, a traditional beer so that I'll release the real information. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Because right. I don't wanna release the false information. The false information. You know, like uh, it, I like what I can answer. You know, like I can answer the the purpose of it, but how to prepare it? Because usually, you know, like. Uh, like uh, when uh, when the beer is being uh, uh, when the beer is <coughs> being prepared, you know, like we have, uh, you know, like we'll be busy, we'll be busy like bringing them firewoods and go and do some other work too. You know, like we just we have only time like to bring them firewood, not bring firewood and then sitting there and watch, right? Because we have other things that we that we do mm -hmm. uh, but you also find there will be like also men there they have like men who will be also 
uh, we have like best friends of the family, which we call sawiras. You know, like they come and help. You know, like uh, they will be there, and because we say uh, when when we when I have when I have my ceremony, you know, like best friends of the family, they are the ones who come and who come and you know, like help. You know, like uh, help organize. Yeah, yes, sawira. 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 Yes, it's the one who uh, the ones who come and help and make some jokes and and yeah. I love it. So. Is the beer traditionally made by one person or a group of people? Group of people. It's a lot of yeah. beer. <laughs> yeah, group of people. Because advises. Because they don't want to make like bad beer. Yeah. Like which right. makes people stomach. Because if you don't make like a good people, they run stomach. Right. Yeah. You can go. And you're making a lot. Like we were cooking on the, the fire outside and you know, it was like stirring this big pot and then you'd have to pick it up and pour it into these. Like, they were like clay pots. They were heavy, like, you needed a few people yeah. doing it. Yeah. yeah. It was, and it took hours, so people would kind of, like, take a break, and somebody else would come and stir. It was, but they said it was delicious. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What did you think, though? Um, well, day three, It I? was, <laughs> well, I don't know, it was, um, it's sort of, like, sour, kind of, right? Kind of like um, trying to explain how the taste. It's like yeah, uh, yeah. It's because like when you take like a wine, when you take a wine, it's you hear like 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 sour, but it's it's different because we have we have rapok beer, we have sodom beer. So we have we have like uh, yeah, we have like um, more than more than more than six types right or even more grain that we use you know like on uh on making you know like our uh beer because depending on uh on people whom we are brewing beer for you know like they follow what their their family used to do uh -huh. so we are like birds we are like animals <laughs> you know like when you see a when you see a lion it will be like ha <laughs> and when you see uh like a deer it's like oh and yeah. when you see like uh, a a crocodile you no know, so people you know like we share a lot with nature we share a lot with nature so uh so I, i'm just saying that because you know like Beer doesn't brood only, only not one way. Yeah. No, or, not only one way. You know, like uh, you, you, you will find that you know, like some they say we have we have got our own way of brewing beer. Right. Yeah, and you know, like I've learned this because I've been into the ceremonies. Yeah. And you know, like uh, you at first, at first, first I'll be thinking, like, oh, the one I used to, that's the one. No, that's not the that, that's not. But not one day beer chikokiana. <laughs> when when you see people like doing uh doing like uh traditional thing with Kokiana, forget do, forget yeah. like they are do, they are they are doing the right thing. I never heard of it before. You said it was something new. I mean, like some people like because when you bring in this when because like when you are talking about you know like uh uh when you when you are talking about traditional. Traditional, you 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 won't even get there like to put in or put it in the class of beer. <laughs> you cannot classify it as a beer. Right. I, from my own understanding, yeah. mm -hmm. it's beer for like people. They they try and make money because like there's people like in the area like who like 
like uh, to say, oh, you know, like uh, we we, we want to be drunk, but we don't have money. But traditional beer, it doesn't be brewed like it doesn't be brewed like every week, every week. No, it yeah. brewed once in a while. Mm-hmm. And when we are at the ceremony, they don't just give people beer to drink. They want people to know why, what there is, what brought you here. You have to learn something by going and you know, like uh, attending other people's ceremonies. Yeah. You get to know a lot. So, because some other ceremonies, you see, like they keep giving people beer, giving people beer, and people they end up drunk, and it will be useless ceremony. And when there's someone who's learning, it became like something useless or, or something which is, doesn't have like a, a depth, you know. But but when you do it like the the real the traditional way you know that it works and you know that it's real and because you know like uh, each and everything is well well you know like organized i'll say organized because they don't want to tell people who are drunk how can they what can they get when you are drunk you don't get anything you don't right. put a- anything in your head right. but they want you to know this this special ceremony because it takes place in your culture it takes a, a place in your it's part of a tradition. Yeah. So some people, they lost all those kind of things. They lost, lost, lost. They don't even know, you know, like uh, how, you know, like the real Zimbabwean traditional goes. Because the missionaries, you know, like they made people throwing away their culture. Yeah. That's not, they were told, like, throw all that away. It's bad. And they, they responded to it. You know, so, you know, like... Uh, <clears throat> Some people they don't even know like the uh, the meaning of, uh, of all these ceremonies and what's a seven days beer. They just it's just a beer. It's just a beer that we drink. No, that's not it. It's something special. Yeah. It's something special which can uh, even come through dreams, which persisting coming to you. And you you share your dreams with your family. You sh- we share our dreams with our families when we, when we get up. Good morning, good morning, good morning. <laughs> How are you? I'm, I'm feeling good. Uh, is anyone given anything? And we will, we will hear, you know, like, and there's always people who knows like how to translate the the uh, uh, the uh, the uh, uh, the dreams. Our God, because we have our gods, our our first spirits. We call them our gods. That you know, like we. That you know, like we uh, we we believe in them. We really believe in them. So there is like people who pretend like uh, okay, I know it. And they meet these people who, who want to know this, and they say okay, because I'm from this country, so I'll be able like, to share something with you. But some they don't have this this deep uh, that's deep and importance right. of the of the of the. Of the uh, of the uh, of the real you know, like uh, <clears throat> the real point, why do we all come together? And you know, like traditional ceremonies, they are so special. One, you know, like uh, you don't pay money at the ceremony. You know, like when, when, you are, when we are at the ceremony, you know, like you can be just told, like. Uh, is something that is happening in your in your life, but you won't be forced to to, to follow what you are being told. You you are being just hinted like, huh? I'm seeing 
something like this is going on on you. I don't know I, I don't know go deep with it, but I'm just hinting you. I don't know if it is true. Feel free to tell me. Yeah. And you are the you the one. You are the one who knows who do. You are the one who knows like oh this is this is true. Because you know like people they have things in their in their mind and in their bodies that they can share. They cannot share with others. They can even with their closest. You know like they some people they don't share. They just just keep them for themselves. But when they come to this ceremony, they can be told. They can be, they can, uh, real ceremonies, I like real ceremonies because, you know, like you see, like now we have so many prophets, you know, like who say, come here, who help you doing this. But, you know, uh, but you have to pay. You can't, they, you have to pay. But, you know, like every traditional ceremony, when they tell you, when you see, this is very helpful. You can go and give a, like a token of appreciation. You can say, I've seen people like bringing like goats, bringing like cows to say, oh, thanks so much. That helped a lot. Mm -hmm. That helped a lot. So by coming, you know, like uh, the traditional, uh, I mean traditional ceremonies, I know, the, I, I know, I know they work. I know they're important. Is it a, are there a lot of traditional ceremonies being kept, or do you feel like it's, it's something that's kind of drying? There are certain people preserving it, but is it falling away? Are the young kids remembering or appreciating? Uh, yeah, that's a very good question. You know, like I would say people, they are divided. Mm -hmm. You see, these guys, they, they do this. But when we are doing, when we look at like Christians, like when you look on them, we see them like uh, people, you know, like who, like, you know what you do when you're going to sleep, uh, to sleep, when you sleep with this side, when this side is hitting you, you can change, you can sleep with your back and you can go and you can change all, both, both sides. That's very different from, uh, from, uh, from the real tradition. But the real tradition is there. You die and you leave it there. You die, but you leave it there. It's, it's there when you leave it. And you are the one who said it doesn't work. You are also the one who said that. Because you are the one who devaluating it. And say, ah, no, no, that's not it. But people, they does it anyway. But to answer the question, we are divided. But some, most of the people, you know, like, uh, who like uh, they, they go? You see them. They, they go back and forth. They go back and forth. They go back and forth because a, when you need something, you know, like uh, you can't be just be given while you are just sitting like this. They help one who helped himself or one who helped herself too. So you can't just sit and say everything has to be done by spirit. Everything I'm just sitting. I'm just sitting here. Everything I'll find you know, like something here, which was which was brought by the spirit. Even 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 the Christians too. They what they say. They say ah, you know, like this is. We don't do that. Can, can you just go and burn all these instruments? They say ah, no. This is my shadow. This is my shadow. You know, like you know the shadow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This is my this is my shadow. Your shadow. Yeah. Yeah. So wherever I am, uh, it's there. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
I want to make sure you guys, you get a break before your five o'clock. Would you mind sharing your shadow with us? Yes. Could you pass the one I was using, one of you? And uh, while you're finding that, so there's a show uh, on this Tuesday, well, tomorrow night at uh, Timbila. Uh, your band, Timbila. So my band, Timbila, which is um, based um, around traditional Mbira music and Timbila music, which is the xylophone from Mozambique. So we're a, a six-piece band. It's kind of Afrodelic. And um, so Musiki was going to play a set of Mbira music first and... Some of us will accompany him on traditional music, and then the whole band's going to rock out, and Musiki was going to sit in with us. <laughs> yes. It's going to be really fun. It's at Hi-Fi. At 6.30? No, 7.30. 7.30. From 7.30 to 10, Hi-Fi is 169 Avenue A between 10th and 11th. And how do we stay in touch with Timbila and uh, to be aware of uh, any of other visitors that you bring to town? Oh, yeah. We have with, a lot. With yeah. Um, Okay, let's see. What's what is the best way to do that? We have a Facebook page, Timbila, T I M B I L A. Yeah, but I don't look at it. No. <laughs> I guess if you sent me a message there, I'd get it. Where do we? Okay. Where? Um. Oh man. Maybe we'll, we'll figure that out after. Okay, after you, a you can email me. No, I guess if you, my name is Nora Balaban, so you can email me, Nora Balaban at Gmail. I mean, you can go to. Facebook. I just never figure out how those pages are connected to. They're connected to my Facebook page. Anyway, you can try. <laughs> Sounds good. We'll try and keep people aware. <laughs> or or we'll, ask we'll Chris Kuzmi. Yeah, exactly. He knows how to reach me. That's we'll right. put the contact info on the website. Absolutely. So I'm going to share. I'm going to share with you the song called Chiguaya. Mm-hmm. And Chiguaya is a fish. And this song we perform it uh, when we do the mermaid. Spirits ceremony. The mermaid spirits ceremony. Yes. Mermaid spirits ceremony. You know, like uh, yeah, by that's yeah. another ceremony I went to. This yes, because you know, like one of the things that you know, like uh, the world, you know, like uh, uh, doesn't you know, like uh, recognizing. You know, like uh, when we see, it surprises us when you see like white spirits coming and possessing when. So they go, they they go back. You know, like uh, because because of the wars, people have moved from different people. People have shifted. Mm-hmm. You know, like uh, have shifted from one place to another. So they lost it. So, but their ancestors, your ancestors, knows that you are there. But they they, they come to Africa. I think I've mentioned that you know, like even here I see like these are white people, but I see African faces. Did, did I mention that? Mm-hmm. I see African faces, but you know, like the color is white. Mm-hmm. So when they put like reverse gear, we are together. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you know, down, 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 down
Chingoza, thank you, thank you for blessing our show. Nora, thank you so much for a lifetime of melody. Cheers, for men about it. Thanks for listening to this program on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. You can find all of our archived programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Heritage underscore radio. You can email us questions at any time at info at heritageradionetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening. Driving you crazy, off on a campaign like a red-eyed wild stallion.